Nine-year-old Harley and his family attend a taping of his favorite variety kids show, The Banana Splits. Unaware that its eponymous animatronic rock band just learned their show has been canceled, and the band's not going to let that happen. As the Banana Splits break from their programming and wreak havoc all over the soundstage, the body count rises. Harley, his mom, and their new pals must escape the splits or remain their audience forever. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here at B-Movies, the best for ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, what you just heard was the back of the brand new Blu-ray of the Banana Splits movie. The one and we were all looking forward to since 1971. Since the show was canceled. Oh, 1982. Oh, oh, my bad. So, you know, this is a, this is a brand Jeez. new movie. So we're going to try and keep spoilers to a minimum, but if you have any fear of spoilers, this is your spoiler warning right now. You know, check out the movie first, then come back to listen, or maybe listen and find out if you should check out the movie at all. It's time to dive right into our shit with technical difficulties top and bottom three. Paul, what do you want? Let's start with the bottom three first. All right, I'll get us going. So for me, number three, there is not one likable character in this film. I would call the characters generic, but that would be an insult to generic characters everywhere. Number two. So, I guess the programming went haywire and turned off the safety device installed in the banana splits, or... It really isn't explained why they're killing people or how their programming was corrupted. It just kind of, like, happens. They're like, oh no, the program is wrong now. We needed a safety, like... Thing in order to keep them from killing people, because that's just what machines do, obviously. <laughs> we need to keep them subservient. They're like VHS tabs, so, tapes, somebody ripped out the tab, it's like, you know, now it's not able to record, now, now they're able to kill, they just ripped out that little tab. <laughs> and number one, the fact that the banana splits are animatronics and not people in costumes just takes away from the steak and fun quirkiness of the original show and just the concept of people in some kind of costumes. Like, I didn't read the back of the box before we watched the movie, and as soon as I found out they were animatronic, like, I was, like, severely disappointed in the film. I was like, you took what could have been the best quality of this movie and just threw it out the window. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that it would be people in um, Banana Splits costumes just murdering people. Maybe they, like, started a weird cult to the show or something like that. And were just making human sacrifices out of the audience. I don't, I don't know. Could have been a lot cooler. Banana Splits versus the Apple Dumpling Gang. Why not? <laughs> Number three. Characters were extremely one-dimensional and generic. I think, that, I think that was the point, but it was kind of annoying. It was also impossible to like or dislike anybody because they really weren't characters at all. They were just a bunch of moving parts to get the movie from one scene to another. They could have been replaced with literally anyone or anything and the movie would have been exactly the same. Number two. So the banana splits were animatronic and would move very mechanically sometimes. All other times they'd move completely fluidly in ways that machines couldn't possibly move. It's kind of funny, but also kind of stupid. The movie didn't feel like it was self-aware enough to warrant something that ridiculous, so 
I want to believe that that was on purpose, but I don't know. This is allegedly a comedy, but it was, it took itself seriously, but not seriously. It was really weird. And number one, there was no actual reason as to why the animatronic banana splits were killing people in the first place. It was a malfunction or something. It was almost like Carl, the guy who created them, had made them homicidal for some kind of nefarious purpose. I mean, he even calls them his children, but he had no actual goals in mind, and the whole thing just seemed like a huge fuck-up. So was it just a coincidence that he was this big weirdo? This movie has no actual plot now that I think about it. Yeah, he's just, just shit happening. Like, when people ask him, he just kind of is like, the show must go on. Like, that's the whole explanation for them killing people. The show must go on. That's not an explanation, and it's not a reason. It wasn't even keeping the show on. It was just them killing people. Like, how does that work? All right, so... weird. What what can we find positive about this film? I, I think I'll take us away with number three. So this movie, it was produced, or at least is owned by Warner Brothers, which potentially means that in the future, the Banana Splits could become downloadable characters for a Mortal Kombat game. And I, I don't know about you, but if I could play as the Banana Splits in Mortal Kombat, that'd be a selling point to me. That would be badass. Like, fucking, like, uh, bingo, or, like, Fleagle, the other guy. Whatever they're called. Yeah. Fighting, like, Ash Williams, who's also in there, the Joker, fucking Scorpion. That'd be pretty badass. Wonder, wonder what their fatalities would be. I guess, I guess we'll have to write a petition, and once we get Shaggy in there, we can get the banana splits too. Banana cadaver. Number two, a lot of people die in this movie, most of whom I was hoping would get killed. So that makes me a little happy. And number one, the death scenes for the most part are actually pretty enjoyable. Uh, they're, they're varied, they're not, like, repeated over and over, so I like them. Thumb, thumbs up on that one, guys. Good good for keeping it fresh. Number three. The theme song is so goddamn catchy. When I first found out there was a Banana Splits movie coming out, I had no idea who they were. But then I heard the theme song, and I instantly remembered watching the reruns as a kid. There's a part of the song there, maybe a part of the your brain where that song stays forever and is just waiting to resurface. It never truly goes away. Number two. Since there were essentially no characters in this movie, I didn't feel bad when any of them were killed. Though I kind of wish more of them had been. And number one. There were some pretty hilarious death scenes throughout the last portion of the film. The best being the sloppy time obstacle course murders where this one woman has a broken hand and the one guy has a burnt face and they're trying to get through it and then, well, the banana splits kind of ended shortly after that. I don't really remember the banana splits all that well considering the show had been cancelled way before I was even born, but if I had had, I'm sure those scenes would have been even funnier. One of the things we didn't mention was the dialogue in the film, so let's give this film a good old-fashioned quote war. quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. Paul, take it off. It's sloppy time. Banana Cadabra. She took it down to Hammertown. It's time for the Wheel of Endings. That's an embarrassing way to die. That was painful, bro. 
That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie, or from the original show, or anything else you'd like to share with us, please leave it in the comments below. We didn't even do the best quote of the quote of them all. Tra la 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 la. Alright, enough of that shit. So, it's time for our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 4 out of 10. I gave it a 5 out of 10. The only real selling point of this movie is the namesake, the banana splits. It's the only thing that keeps it memorable. Other than that, it's a standard group or cult slasher flick where people are trapped with a bunch of homicidal maniacs and try to escape their inevitable doom. Although, when all said and done, I guess it's a more true to the original remake of Chopping Mall than the actual announced Chopping Mall remake, since it has robots killing people and not mannequins possessed by slave ghosts. So, it has that going for it, too. Banana Splits had a lot of shitty setups, but had some awesome payoff. Based on the variety show from the 70s, Banana Splits movie is a horror comedy that doesn't bother having any kind of plot or characters. It comes off as an idea that was never fully thought out. Nothing really makes sense. You never really know why the Banana Splits seem to be in control of their actions, despite being animatronics, or why half the time they move very mechanically while other times they move very fluidly. I'm also not really sure what kind of malfunction causes the machine to start killing people in creative ways. Maybe they were infected by that virus from the Mega Man games and turned into robot bosses. Maybe Carl was actually Dr. Wily. I don't fucking know. It's also kind of weird that this movie is about the banana splits, but takes place in 2019, even the show, though the show was canceled in 1982. My theory, actually, is that this is originally supposed to be the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, but for some reason they couldn't get the rights to the name or something, so they decided to go with the Banana Splits instead. I don't know. I don't have any evidence for that, but sounds feasible to me. Even as a parody, this film is, was by no means good. The first half is boring, the dialogue is stupid, and if you have more than three brain cells together, you can basically predict everything that's going to happen within the first five minutes. That being said, the parts that were funny were pretty damn funny. Plus, that fucking theme song is so goddamn catchy. You know, they just did miss something that would have been amazing. You know, when it, maybe Carl, the the inventor, the programmer, whatever he is of the banana splits, could have said, you know, I just wanted them to do what was best for humanity. And somebody just, you know, respond to him with, But Carl, that kills people. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Carl. Okay, I think we need to drink away this yeah. flick. Too many so, Carl references. Get ready, friends, because you know I just said it. It's time to drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drink games for this film. Remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone is dancing, take a drink. Every time someone says one of the banana splits names, take a drink. Whenever someone says they don't like someone or something, take a drink. Number four, Anytime a banana split appears by itself, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Animal Attacks Month, anytime an animal surprises a character, take a drink. Every time you hear the Banana Splits theme song, take a drink. Every time someone mentions Stevie, take a drink. Every time someone talks about the show being canceled, take a drink. And every time one of the animatronics makes a machine noise, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the split.
If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros.gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can also check out all the other con content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new series each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to your PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are right below. Well, we've come to the end of... Animal Attacks Month. We've seen four movies this month. Let's rank them real quick. For me, at number three, Ants. Eco-horror just doesn't do it for me. Number three, The Banana Splits. Other than its namesake, there was really nothing special about the movie. Number two, Arachnaquake. Fire, breathing, spiders. Enough said. Fuck yeah. Number one, Black Sheep. Homicidal Sheep are actually a lot more terrifying than many people would ever imagine. Number four, Ants. I mean, it's a movie about killer ants, and it's PG-13. No, no, it's PG. Oh, yeah, even worse, <laughs> PG. Yeah. Piece Number of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense, then. Number three. Arachnaquake. It was one of those Sharknado-era you know, disaster-like-comedy films. I enjoyed it, but, you know, they all kind of run together after a while, and there's... It's hard to keep them straight. I'd actually forgotten what movies we had reviewed, but... Until a little while ago. And number two, The Banana Splits. Not a good movie by any means, but there was some really hilarious stuff in there. So if you're willing to, you know, get through all the, all the bad, the good almost evens that, I guess, maybe. And number one, Black Sheep. It was genuinely hilarious, and one of the, just about the only movie on this list that I think I'll ever watch again. It's the end of Animal Attacks Month. Next month is October, you know what that means here at B-Movie Bros. Oh boy, cult classic month. This year we're going to shake things up a little bit. We're going to not really have, like, a particular theme of cult classics. We're just going to pick some cult classics that are favorites of ours. And we're going to start out with the 1990 film, Tremors. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Yeah, we... <laughs>